is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com, M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things, Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcast, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. There it goes. There's the video catching up with us. And, and tonight, of all nights, I'm strongly... Actually, I'm going to do that, too. Hold on. Let's do that right now. Yeah, so we're going to do that, too. Just because... You don't hear anything, German Denner? That can't be good. Why aren't you hearing anything? Unmute your unmute your sound. That's always a good idea. No, I know I know he knows that. So I'm going to give him a second here to come around. Um, and, but I'm going to talk for a second. Tonight, if you can hear this, of course, I think everybody should be able to hear this. I looks like it's hearable. You see me, but can you hear me? Is the question. Did I mute the wrong stream of this audio? Because I could have. I mean, stranger things have happened. Let's try. That's all. Oh, come on. Don't freeze. Don't freeze. You can do it. How about now? How about now? Any better? Any worse? I don't know. We'll find out. Always something fun around here. The beauties and the ableness of technology at its finest. Right here, right now. Okay, so let's... Yeah, now the program's kind of trying to lock up and freeze on me. So we're going to take a minute here and make sure that everybody is aware of the YouTube channel as we're trying to... Oh, there it went. Okay. Waves by to that for a second. Are you coming back or no? Let's see. It says we're still live over there. So, the silence is definitely... Yeah, it's disconnected now, so maybe... Ugh. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop all that. So, you have no audio. No audio at all? You don't have audio on the audio stream? Well, you might have to do that. Okay, so we're going to... Geo, welcome, buddy. Good to see you. Okay, so I'm trying to get the video up for a very special reason tonight. Uh, my daughter has a bunch of pets down there she wants to show everybody and talk we want to talk about. So um, we're going to work through this video issue for a few minutes here, and then we'll be off to the races, maybe. If the program will stay up or just crash out so I can restart it. I'm not sure. But I hope everybody's well tonight. Um, okay, maybe the third time's the turn. Green, blue, spinny whirl of doubt over there. Oh, boy. So, like I said, I hope everybody's well tonight. If you have not... Have not been over to the Substack yet. You need to. Germantown Runner's been there. Left a few comments. Uh, if you if you hear this, right, and uh, one in, let me know. We'll get you in. Uh, there, there's supposed to be a paywall there, but, you know, sometimes I just do things for friends and uh, people that, um, well, need some help. So we'll do that for you. Don't worry. Okay. Just wish this program would crash so I could reload it. I know that sounds counterintuitive at this point, but it's kind of where I'm at. Because it keeps not responding, so I just kind of wish it would just go away and then come back for us. So, actually, can I do that from here? We're going to... Recording in progress. We're going to do that while we're screwing around. Okay, looks into this. We're going to do this live via audio, but I'm going to record the video and post it anyways via Zoom here. So that's what we got going on. So, because this video program is just fighting me ridiculously hard tonight. So, um, yeah, sorry about that, but we'll get it here. Maybe if it gets going. Yeah, there we go. Now close program. Yes, please close program. 
Oh, you have to send a report to Windows? Oh, why are you doing that? Windows knows the problem. Okay. Anyways, Bella, are you there? Got to unmute. Somebody's got to unmute a microphone down there, though. Maybe. Maybe. So, so who do you got with you? What's going on down there? Today, this is Luna. Luna, she's the uh, the old timer of the bunch, right? Yes. Oh, she got offended when you said that. Um, she's almost two. She turned two in January. Um, she's our oldest rat. She was our first rat. Yeah, I was gonna say make sure, make sure you tell people what they're looking at because they're listening to you live via audio right now, so they're not seeing pictures. Oh, it's my pet rat. One well, of the pet. One of your pet rats. She's the mostly white one. For those playing along, mostly home. white and tan. Yeah, she's got some tan down her back, and she's been with us for two years. Huh? Is that is that so? Mm-hmm. What was I thinking when I said yes to that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, was I thinking is the question. So since she's been with us the longest, does she have any 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 special things that she likes? Lip cream. Lip cream. Is that something? Mm. Is that something you like or something she likes? Both. Both. We share it. You share. Not on the same spoon. Not on the same spoon. Um, but we also. She also likes um eggs, scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. Do you cook those? Yes. You've gotten good at it, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Because of the rats, or because yeah. you like them? Both. <laughs> Your mom will remember a time that's all you'd eat. Yes. I'm sure you, you hear about that often from her. And then she also likes um, green beans. Green beans? Yeah, she eats a lot of green beans because she eats them a lot. She's usually the only one who eats them. Oh, that's, somebody has to eat them. Yeah. So who else do you have there? I'm getting Celeste. This This is Celeste. She's black and white. She's our second youngest. Second youngest? She's going to turn one on the 21st. One. So you're almost old. Almost old. Now, you, you, you told me about this before, about rat years versus human years. Yeah. The the one-year-old rat year is like a 12-year-old. So she's about the same age as you. Yeah. And then I think the two years is like 99. So there's a big skip there. I was going to say, so she's fairly old then. Yeah. Um, but she likes, she likes to run on her wheel and annoy us when she does. Well, I think that's fair, though. Somebody At has, night. Somebody has so, to run on that wheel. And then she also likes to chew on her cardboard box house we have for, in their cage where they can sleep in. But then she decides to tear it up at night. So yeah. then she doesn't, then that, then she has a big hole on the side of the wall. Well, it's okay. She's remodeling her house the way she wants it to be. You leave yes. those home flipping shows on, and that's what happens. Yes. She likes to eat anything protein. We Pro- call the crackhead of the cage. Protein? Like what? What kind of protein does she get? Hot dogs, eggs. I, I, I tell her carrots are protein, and then she eats them. Do you bribe her with anything? Whipped cream. They all like whipped. They all get bribed with whipped cream, huh? Whipped cream. She gets bribed with um, not being tortured. We like to play music, and then she likes to run away from it. She, you like to torture her with music? What? Yes, she doesn't like um any song. So she likes to get, she gets tortured with some songs. Oh, what songs that? Off with their heads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who else do you have there before we pause a mutiny? Sorry, the rats are being weird. Well, they know. It's their moment to shine. Of course they're going to be weird. This one, Marzi, she is this, the first all-white one. 
She's really, really, really chunky. She's almost half a pound. A pound and a half. That's pretty big for a rat. Yes. And she likes to eat whipped cream. Always. Always. And she has red eyes, and she's all white. Yes, so she'd be quote-unquote albino. Yes. She's got those those red eyes are fun. Yeah. She's staring at me now. As I say, she's staring at me now. Um, she likes to eat whipped cream, and she likes eggs too. All, all your friends and, like eggs, I think. Yes. She likes the strawberries more than anything else. Strawberries and whipped cream are her favorite. So, who else do you have handy? Or is that it? We have one more. One more. If she wants to come with me. This one's Saturn. She's she looks like a baby, but she's almost a year old. She's eight months old. Um she is a dwarf rat, so she won't get any bigger than a my palm my hand on my the palm of my hand. Yeah, as I say, so, she she looks a lot smaller than the other one did. Yeah, she's only a pound and a half. So that's uh what was that, four of them? Yeah. How many do you have? Three out right now. No, how many oh. total? I'm trying to think. Give me a second. <laughs> Count on those fingers. I hope I hope we have enough fingers. Nine. We have nine. Nine rats. Who else Seven. do you have? Who else do you have, have floating around? We have bearded dragons right there, right, right beside me. Yeah, and then geckos are... Okay, what? so bearded dragons are pretty big. Compared to I mean, the... geckos are like the same size as Saturn, just a little smaller. Yeah, they were the. And one... then we, oops, sorry. And as I say, then we also have uh, Lance too, who floats around. I'm sure the people have probably seen Lance before because I've taken some pictures of him and posted him online. Mm-hmm. Lance is our old doggy. He's nine. Yep. He's an old pupper. And then we have Jack, which is our axolotl. Yeah. He he is a lot of work for those people out there who everybody wants an axolotl. I'm going to suggest no. Yeah, no. And then we have a turtle, but she just sits in the tank all day. Yeah, well, she lets us know when she's hungry, though. Or is that yeah, just me? then she makes her food when she knows she can't eat it because it's not turtle food. Yeah, well, she's hungry. And then that's it. Dad's got it's worms. Probably... Dad's got worms. Yeah, worms are boring, though. Yeah, I've kind of failed as a roach farmer, but we'll get back to that. Ophelia is currently sleeping, or else I would get Ophelia. Yeah, Ophelia is kind of fun. She's a rescue rat we got from one of my aunt's friends. Yeah, she was. she's definitely a handful, I guess is the easiest way yes. to say that. But she's getting better every day, so. Yeah, she used to bite us every time we went in our cage, but now she only bites if we start over. Yeah. So. And they're pretty smart animals, too. They know when pe- different people around. Yes. And they're starting to slowly learn the difference between me and Skylar, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, the Margie and uh, Saturn really like Bubba. Yeah. And they don't like me nearly as much. What? They don't like me nearly as much. I'm the one without the big pink hair. Yeah. But we sound a lot alike. I'm sure people realized that last week. Which, uh will be fun when it comes time for AI. Then you can animate me with him, and um, the show can go on forever. What do you think? Artificial intelligence, me? Huh? What? Why are you whispering? What? <laughs> Why are you whispering? <laughs> are you done with animals for now? I think she, I think she is, because she said, I'm done, and, and you didn't turn the camera off. Okay. So those who may not recognize this voice, you probably should by now. This is Mrs. Duck. So why do we do, why do, we do this? Let's start with the, easy, the hard question first. Why do, why do we have a bunch of animals sitting around the house? So the <laughs> simple question, the simple answer is because I love animals too much. <laughs> um, but the, the other reason is because um, we were that select few that because I'm immunocompromised and the kids are immunocompromised, 
we actually were ordered by the kids' doctors to isolate as much as possible in the start of the pandemic. And if Bella were to get COVID even now, it would mean a hospital stay. So they wanted to avoid that as much as possible. So being being at home, we started getting pets. <laughs> um, the first one actually came from Bella asking after surgery. She woke up one day and um, she said she wanted a king cobra. And I told her we weren't getting a king cobra. Think again. And she decided to ask then for a leopard gecko. And she, she saved up the money and got herself a leopard gecko. Which was fine. I, I, I think that's where this all started. Um, well, we had Lance before yeah. all this. Well, rumor has it that you married me because I had a dog, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what my mom used to joke is that I only married Jim because he had a dog because she never let me have any pets. So there's that. And then, so then we got, well, we had Boots there for a while. And then he, well, we got Lance and then Boots passed within not too long because we knew it was coming so yeah well I guess when we got turtles in there too somewhere along the line yeah we got turtles because I decided we needed turtles after I played the sims so I got red-eared sliders we had red-eared sliders and a big 55 gallon fish tank for a while and then we went down to just two turtles and one passed away a couple years ago he was about about 40 years old we think maybe closer to 50, and then uh, now we just have Sunflower, who is a handful in herself. So. Yeah. She loves being by herself, and uh, she gets all she wants. And then, so, we got the, uh, okay, so, let's get into the other topics of things here. Um, I, it's the Christmas season, 12 days to Christmas, right? And I, I know this is, this is part of the reason we wanted to do this show tonight. Of course, we been running this series about the family and all this other stuff, but tonight we have a message for people, and it's a uh, well, the the puppy, rabbit, whatever animal you're looking at at the pet store may be a cute gift. Well, I'll, I'll clear the floor here. I'll let you t- talk about that for a minute. So, it's wonderful to give the gift of a pet to somebody, but the problem is you have to make sure that person is ready for 15 plus years It's you know of that pet. Yes, rats are a little different, but in that two years of a rat's life, two to three years of a rat's life, you do as much work as a 20-year-old pet, (laughs) Um, you know, and, you know, depending on what kind of animal you give somebody or give your kid, you need to be ready to help take care of it, no matter how old the child is, because specialty pets like bearded dragons and leopard geckos and axolotls, they have care that is above and beyond a normal person's scope. I mean, it literally takes all four of us to take care of all the animals because of the different needs they all have. Um, So while it's nice to give a pet at Christmas, you've got to remember that pets are a lifelong commitment. It is not a let's give a pet at Christmas and by Easter when we're fed up with it, turn it over because there are so many animals that have been turned into the wild that don't survive or, you know, are sitting in rescues waiting to be rehomed. And I guess that's another thing. If you do want a reptile or um, an exotic pet, look at rescues before you look at the pet store. Um, just like there's puppy mills, there's reptile mills, and there's ratty mills. I mean, there's, you know, it's not just up to cats and dogs. There is poor breeding in all species of the animal world. And, you know, you may go and get that cute $50, you know, on sale bearded dragon from the pet store and then wind up having to pay two to $400 for one pet vet visit because that dragon was given to you with metabolic bone disease. And now you have to work on curing it. And also it was Bob Barker's birthday the other day and we should remind people to have their pets spayed and neutered. In honor of Bob Barker. 99. Can you believe that? Sidetracking no. us for a minute. Bob Barker's 99 years old. Does anybody believe that out there? I don't know. Um, you mentioned it's a lot to care for. 
Uh, I know that that's controversial in some some aspects of the world, too. I mean, not in the world, but even in the United States, I guess, we should be a little more specific about... Um, oh, I, I can't even remember. Substrates and litters and, and all this other stuff. I don't want to cause that can of worms to be open, but it's an interesting phenomenon to see the different methods and different ways of um, care for animals. And I mean, what works for one person and one animal might not work for every animal. Um, so technically rats are supposed to be a group animal. They're, they're called a mischief because they all work together. They're a social animal, community animal. Well, Miss Ophelia Ravioli, <laughs> the rat we rescued this summer, um, she can't be with other rats. Um, we tried it for a while and she was giving all the rats in the cage an ear piercing. Well, and she was becoming... That's, yeah. fr- that's friendly enough. <laughs> yeah. And she was being very territorial where we couldn't open the cage door without her lunging. So once we moved her into her home cage and we moved her out to the living room where she had more of a day and night cycle, she's become a lot better. She does have her moments, like Bella said, you know, before we even interact with her, we have to turn on the living room light so she knows it's time to wake up. She knows we're going to come in the cage. Um, You can't just stick your hand in the cage or stick your hand around the cage because she will try to grab at you. Um, And she may mistake your hand for food if you put it too close to the cage and try to bite you because she's used to getting snacks. Um, She does this cute little thing where she sits at the cage door chewing her fingers, making you think that she's starving to death. So then she gets lots of snacks all throughout the day. But, um, you know, she's an exception to the rule. She cannot live with other rats, which is fine because we have enough room that we are able to set that up for her where, you know, other people may not understand why you're letting a rat live alone. You know, there's a lot of people that get upset when you tell them you have one rat living alone and then you have, you know, eight rats, seven rats living in a cage together. (laughs) So, and like Jim was saying, the battle over substrate and naturalistic versus um, modified living situation. Like it's, it's insane how hard people go with, Oh, you're doing this wrong. You have to do it this way because I do it this way. And if, you know, if we followed every rule that they told us, I don't think we'd have happy pets. (laughs) We, we follow the leads that our pets gave us and that's, you know, we know they're comfortable, we know they're taken care of, they're safe, they're happy, and they live in appropriate housing, and that's how we live. Well, let's, let's, let's take this to a broader sense, because I know, I know you particularly well, and I know you research everything more than I do, and that, that says something, because people around here know how deep I get into stuff. Um, you showed me the temple in India. Hello to India. I know there's people listening in India, which blows my mind, that far uh, east region down there from India to Nepal to Australia. Well, Australia is its own own mess, but uh, we'll get there probably at some point. But um, you showed me the Temple of Rats earlier. Was that today or was that yesterday? It doesn't really matter. Listeners don't care. Um, But talk about that for a minute. So um, I can't say the name of it. Um, Well, you'll notice I didn't say it either. Yeah, <laughs> but there's actually a temple in India that um, they they believe the rats are a basically a karmatic reincarnation of one of their famous warriors. And people go into the temple, they buy food outside the temple just to bring into the temple to feed the rats. They bring their children to have the rats run over them to bless them. If you... Oh, you have to take your shoes off before you go in the temple. Um, If you have a white rat run over you, it's like every generation of your family is blessed with karma and and blessings because this rat has blessed you. Um, And I read somewhere, but I'm not, you know, um, said that if if you harm a rat while you're in the temple, you can be arrested for injuring these rats because they're worshipped. They lay out huge bowls of milk, and at any given point, 
there's close to 2,000 rats in this temple, but during the day you'll only see about four to 500 at night is when they really start to run around. So the other fun part of this world travel we're going to do here is um, the the UK. You've mentioned to me several times we've been looking at things, and you're always disappointed that it's always in the UK. <laughs> they seem to adapt these things more so than we do. For pet rats? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a big, a big pet industry over in the UK you know, rats and mice. And I mean, they have, so, you know, like in America, you go to your country fair or county fair and um, there's always a 4-H booth where they're judging goats and chickens and all that. Well, in the UK, they have events like that, that they are um, judging rats. So it's, it's pretty funny that like, you know, people will plump up their rats to make them nice and big and and those are the kind of things that um they have over there competitions for their rats best in breed i mean it's pretty funny you know in the uk how popular it is versus here in america you say i have a pet rat and people automatically think new york pizza rat (laughs) or the rats in new york subways that are taking over and you know that's they're not the same we have domestic rats where the rats that you see are wild rats and um, running around the streets. And those those are the ones that are a little more dangerous because they carry fleas and bugs like that. Where our domestic rats are a little more on the smarter side and a little more well cared for. So they're not the same breed. Yeah, there's a lot of um, nuance to that subject. And the other day, you sent me, you showed me, uh, I want to say a TikTok, but I could be horribly wrong, about people just uh, letting them run around their house. Yeah. It's called free range or free roam. And um, they literally will let them, they have, some people have rooms. Some people, if they live in an apartment, they will rat proof their bathrooms and let them have free roam in the bathrooms or two to three hours a day. At our house, we take them out, we play with them, they ride on our shoulders, they will sit with us and we'll feed them a snack. We have, um, what are the, the the things we use to make the big playpens, what we call it. Oh, just plastic. Like plastic tiles. Yeah. yeah, plastic tiles. We make a large one in our back room or in the living room and we lay down old blankets and we let them play in there with cardboard and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, there's there's people that will literally wake up in the morning, put the ladder up to the cage, and let the rats out. And they go back in at night. They'll tell them it's bedtime, and they climb back in their cage, and they shut the door, and they start again in the morning. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Everett pops in. and, and uh, Well, you have to be on the duck pond. I'm not going to read that comment. I'm not going Ron Burgundy. And uh, Geo, yes, the question will come, of course. But I think we've already heard the answer. But I don't know. We'll find out. Um, do the rats? Do the rats have a favorite breakfast? Yes. What's their favorite breakfast? Yeah, scrambled eggs or hard boiled eggs. The other day, I made them fried eggs, and they just loved ripping into the eggs <laughs> and eating the yolk and everything. Um, so that's another thing. Like most people, if you go to a pet store, they'll tell you. With any animal, they'll give you a sheet and they'll tell you this is how you care for the animal. 99% of the time, those sheets are incorrect. <laughs> um, rats need more than just a a block of food. And leopard geckos need more than crickets. And bearded dragons need more than mealworms. So, like, the bearded dragons get a salad. They get, you know, mustard greens and carrots. And we have one bearded dragon that has... Um, a chromosomal defect so she can't eat very well on her own because she's blind so I have to spoon feed her baby food <laughs> and um, the rats can't just have a block diet so they get a fresh breakfast and a fresh dinner every day of veggies, meat um, and fruit 
and they get there and all day long in their cages, they have a dry mix with their rat block available to them. But absolutely their favorite thing is eggs and if Bella adds a little whipped cream to the side of the plate and peas. Peas are one of their favorites. <clears throat> you make them fish for the peas though. Yeah, we put the peas in water, especially during the summer <clears throat> to help cool them down. And they will um pea fishing, they'll go after the peas. And they actually eat what's inside the pea and leave the shell. It's pretty interesting to watch. <clears throat> yes, 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 it is. I'm trying not to choke on whatever, which is always helpful. So talk to me about the uh, the reptiles in the house, the bearded dragons and the leopard geckos. Um, they're a little, they're different than the rats. They need a temperature and... Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Talk about that for a minute. <laughs> Try not to choke. So the leopard geckos and so, you know, leopard geckos are controversial because people will say you can house them together. <clears throat> people will say you don't need an overhead light. You just need a heat rock in their tank. Well, these are all things that can actually cause harm. So our leopard geckos, we have a male and a female. They each live in their own spacious, spacious you know, if it was a human, human version would be a luxury condo. I was going to say, they live, they'd be on cribs <laughs> if they was... A yeah, they live, they live in a luxury condo and they have uh, UVB and a heating. The UVB helps their bones stay strong. They have a heat light that is on for 12 hours a day. Um, our leopard geckos come out at night, so it's kind of funny because every now and then you'll see <clears> them like move and run into an area and they'll, we call it stealth basking. So they'll stick out part of their tail or their head or a leg in order to get some of the UVB and the heat. But other than that, they really like to stay hidden at night. We see them more moving around the tank. Um, their names are Hagrid is our female. We thought she was a male at first, but we just kept the name and Eglos is our male. And yeah, they they are very interesting little creatures to watch when they come out. Um, our bearded dragons, our boy is Sir Plumpy the Grumpy, <laughs> and the girl is Baby Girl. Um, and Baby Girl is the one that has the chromosomal defect. She is also blind. Um, she's not fully blind. I think she <coughs> sees. I think she sees like. Um, I don't know how to say that. Some, I don't know. We know she loves yeah, the Christmas little, tree. She sees a little bit. We know, yeah. She will go to the end of the tank and scratch at her tank, which is right beside the Christmas tree. And we know that she wants the Christmas tree on, and then she'll sit there and just you know tilt her head back and forth, looking at the Christmas tree. <laughs> um, Plumpy is a creature <clears throat> of his own. He lets you know when he wants to be held, and he lets you know when he's done with you. Um, we feed them, like I said, their little salads. Plus, they get doobie roaches and waxworms, and every now and then they will get the rare hornworm, which those are disgusting creatures. I don't like hornworms. <laughs> and then um, with the leopard geckos, we, we feed them mealworms and dubia roaches and waxworms once a year for their birthdays and that's it oh and uh, our bearded dragons love to take a bath so they have their own little we bought a foot bath last year for Christmas like after Christmas sale and we put <coughs> them one at a time in the foot bath and turn on the bubbler and they will sit in there for like 20 minutes enjoying it seems backwards to me because they are supposed to be a desert creature yeah, enjoying that. But they, yeah, they love the water. So, so I'm going to tee you up on something. I know you're going to, you know, because the tagline of the show is conversational or controversial yet conversational. It's my tagline. You think I know what it is by now? Um, this this is a frustration a lot of people have, and I don't know if people are willing to admit it, or maybe, maybe nobody, maybe it doesn't bother people. Outside of your pet store. I get taking your pet in the pet store, right? That's fine, whatever. But um, it, it's been on the rise lately, and I know it, it's, like I said, nobody wants to say anything because it's 
damned if you do and damned if you don't because you're going to get into an argument but uh, service animals and versus emotional support animals versus dragging your mutt to Walmart is uh, where I'm headed so go ahead you're asking me about this yeah you're asking me with only like 30 minutes left in the show (laughs) yeah I figured if I was going to choke on my words I might as well ask you about this and then I can just sit here for a few minutes and collect myself Well, Bella does want to come back on in a few minutes. Okay. Or you want to come back on now? She wants to come back on real quick and uh, talk about one of the animals and show one of the animals that we just talked about. So let her do that, and then I will talk about the service animals versus emotional support animals. Okay. So stay tuned. Who does she got there? She has, based on that beard, hold him up a little (laughs) bit higher. That's just pumpy. That has to be plumpy because well, he's not that black yet. No, his, his shoulders he are. Might, uh, but he's ready for Christmas. He's ready for Christmas, folks. He has his Santa hat on. For those of you who are playing along audio style, and he is, well, he's getting a little less thrilled by the minute. Come on, baby, you mean fix it? Thank you. Yeah, his hat's better. Yeah, his hat's better, and he is definitely getting less and less thrilled as he hears my voice because I make him. Yeah, He's in, yeah. He he doesn't like that. Yeah, I can't imagine he does that. Let me take that off. There we go. Hi, buddy. Good hey, You're up past your bedtime. What's the matter? Why are you so sad? He wants to sleep. Well, let him go back to sleep. Back to sleep. Well, Goodbye. Like I said, good to see you again, Bella. No. You gotta you gotta get one of the uh you gonna get Hagrid out for us? Maybe. So she can make an appearance so everybody can see all the all the animals here. Or at least about the, or, Huh? So she'll be back with the, the leopard gecko so they can all make their appearance on the way. Well, yeah, she's just gonna Ooh. Hold on a second. You kids and your microphones down there in the same room. Yeah, she said she's gonna grab Hagrid, she's got a Get her out real quick. Um. Well, did you see? Wait, well, wait, wait. Did you see the comment from Geo Observation? We'll, we'll go there next, and then we'll bring it back around. So we're going to tease this out for a few minutes. Well, people understand how important this issue is about uh, faux animal supporters are so annoying as well. Did you see that one? Um, faux support animals. Yeah. 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 Um, Bella said Hagrid is refusing to make an appearance tonight. Well, that's no fun. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, my thing is, is with... So, I guess not many people would know, um, but I am legally blind. I would qualify for a service dog if I had the $25,000 to purchase and the six weeks of time to go live and train with a service animal. I don't have that in my life because we have two kids and I don't have that kind of money. (laughs) But, um, you know, I did a lot of research on service animals and, you know, the laws pertaining them. And, you know, for general knowledge, there are two questions that any establishment can ask a person with a service animal and you can't see me, but I did quotation marks <laughs> because um, there's way too many people that have their barking mutt in the shopping cart and they call it a service animal. And that is not it. You can ask the person who is presenting with a service animal, is that a service animal? And what tasks do they perform? Those are the two legal questions you can ask. Now, if a service animal is in your establishment, and it's barking, it's not listening to its handler, it is aggressive, you have every right to have that animal removed. You have every right to call the authorities on that person. People don't realize that if you impersonate a service animal, if you bring your little mutt into the store and the police are called on you, it is a large fine um, because it is actually part of the ADA law that you are violating by pretending to have a service animal. Um, and service animals don't have certificates. They don't have 
licenses or registrations, those are fake things sold online for people who want to fake a service animal. Um, emotional support animals are not supposed to leave your house. They can go in your car, but I don't suggest it because that's dangerous. <laughs> emotional support animals are supposed to provide you support in your home or if you're a patient in a hospital. Emotional support animals are brought in for therapeutic reasons. Service animals are a whole different breed. Service animals turn on lights, fetch your food, alert you when you're about to have a low blood sugar. I mean, there's so many aspects of service animals. I mean, there's people that have service animal miniature ponies. <laughs> you know, that used to be the joke with, with me and Jim is, I'm going to get a miniature pony service animal. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not changing the litter box. You know, so those are the kind of jokes, you know, we would have. Um, it is, it, it's very important for people to realize that, you know, faking a service animal, you can also get in trouble if your little mutt gets out of your shopping cart and attacks an actual service animal or the, the service animal's handler. Um, you could go to jail for that. So, I mean, these are, you know, I get so frustrated when you go to the store and service animals' feet are not supposed to leave the ground because they're always working and tasking. And these people that have these little tiny dogs in shopping carts, you know, are saying, oh, this is my service animal. No, it's not. (laughs) And you're putting everybody at risk because you brought that mutt in here because you didn't know how to leave your dog at home. And I get really frustrated and irritated because... People are still afraid to say anything to somebody. They allow them to just roam through stores where they shouldn't be. It's different with the service animal because they have to be cared for. They have to be vet checked. They have to be well-maintained where anybody can bring in their dog with any kind, you know, not anybody can, but people try to bring in their dog with any kind of disease or manginess and bring it into, like, Walmart or Target and be around food and clothing and stuff like that. And it's, it's gross. Yeah. It, it's it, say, say that again about their feet leaving the, the floor, because I, I always find that fascinating because, well, you always call this to my attention, right? We, we're, I'm always now, now I've become a ah, bad pun here, trained to look for it. Um. Yeah. A service animal, its feet are never supposed to leave the ground. Other than, you know, let's say you sat down and the dog is doing deep pressure. Those are the only times it should leave the ground is when it's sitting on you to do deep pressure. It should not be in a shopping cart. It should not be carried in a purse. It, you know, service dogs are meant to be beside their handler to help them. And the other thing is, I hate purse dogs anyways. Get a cat. Move on with your life. If you, get, yes. if you want a dog, if you want a dog, get a dog. I mean, seriously. There, there's a statement that's going to make somebody mad. Uh, that's fine. That goes to Tabby. What's what's the never mind. Uh, <laughs> is Bella still with you? No, she went into the other room because there is a cage match going on. Oh, because we were going to. I was going to. You know, there's there's that infamous question I was going to ask her about her favorite breakfast, but. I know that too, but it's better hearing from her. So, um, the other one that gets me is, I, I've heard this before because of past lives and regressions and, well, not really, but, uh, past lives, things we're not going to talk about. Um, uh, service animals are working animals. They're not there to be your, well, especially when they're in public, they're not there to be a pet, which means yeah, I mean, don't pet them unless you've asked. Yeah, a handler will tell you that the moment, the moment that you, you say, can I pet your dog? And if they say, no, he's working or she's working. If you lean in and pet that animal and for some chance you, you distracted that animal long enough that that handler did not get a alert from their dog that they had a seizure. Yet again, you are facing legal trouble. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, um, the amount of things that people just abuse, straight up abuse. Like I said, it, it blows my mind. And especially now that I've become more aware of it, I think it's been a more of a problem as of late too. I think we've seen more of it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that got 
pandemic puppies and pandemic kitties. And <laughs> I mean, we have pandemic animals, yes, but I am not putting my rat on my shoulder and going into Walmart. <laughs> there are people that do that. I have seen people post videos of that, but I am not doing that. You know, these people have bred these dogs, not bred, but raise these dogs to have such severe anxiety that the humans become the emotional support for the dog. So they believe they need to take the dog everywhere. <laughs> oh, that seems yeah. like a meme somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, the amount of times that we've gone to the store and not just where we live, but other places. And I've walked up, I know. People are going to say that I sound like one of those Karens or whatever, but I mean... Well, you are, but that's beside the point. <laughs> having a untrained animal in the store is very dangerous for everybody. And that I don't know if you remember that one animal we saw that was growling in the shopping cart. Mm-hmm. You know, I walked up to the employee and I was like, listen, you guys are putting yourself at risk for a lawsuit because that dog is growling. You can only ask them these two questions. If they can't answer these two questions, you can ask them to leave your store. And the person was like, well, we're not allowed to question anybody. And I said, well, when that dog gets out and attacks somebody, you're going to be sorry that you did it. Yeah. I I mean, that's the thing that people, I mean, the liability, God, I know there's a listener out there laughing his off right now because I said liability on my show. Um, At least one. Um, Could turn into a drinking game in my real life, by the way, people, when I say liability because I say it so often. Um, but you know, that comes from the show. All these attorneys I talk to don't ask questions. You don't know the answer to, and what's the, what's your exposure? What's your liability as a person, as a pet owner, I don't want to take my pet out in public because if my dog bites somebody, we're in trouble. I mean, we don't have, our dog's not a small dog either. (laughs) So our dog is a, you know, he's a pit. Rottweiler lab mix. He's 110 pounds. The last time we weighed him, he was 110 pounds of pure muscle. He does not look like he's 110 pounds, but when he starts running, you can see it. And, I mean, he scared plenty of mailmen and plenty of FedEx drivers who have, who have shown up and he's off lead and he's running in the yard. He's the goofiest dog there is. Like, he will run up to you just to roll on his back and have to pet his belly. But, I mean, he's a big dog, and he comes running at you. Now, I would not want my dog to be triggered and and bite somebody because I know he can do damage. I also know that I am a responsible pet owner, and I know that if that were to happen, I would have to follow through what needs to be done in order to protect the community from my animal. There are other people who are not like that. They allow their animals to be wild and attack people, and they put the blame on everyone else but themselves and their poor training. I know this is a story for a story between us, but we, I've got to make make you laugh at this point. Remember that time we took that one puppy that we were gifted out to, out yeah. to that person, and I said it would yeah. have been I, I said it would have been easier to drop him off at the farm because we drove past the farm. <laughs> yeah, and we were in the little, absolute middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, and yeah. I mean, that was another example of what I said about mill dogs because. He was definitely a mill dog. Yeah. People go to these pet stores or these pet breeders and pay thousands of dollars for a purebred mutt that has paperwork, you know, and the paperwork, you don't know where it's actually coming from. You know, we had somebody gifted one of our kids a dog because they no longer wanted to take care of it. So they gifted it to our kid and, you know, our kid who was what free at the time. Two, yeah, three. he was three. Yeah, we wound up having to send the dog away after it tried to go for his throat, and this was like a little seven and a half pound dog. I'm not and, worried. I'm not worried about him running into anybody out where he was at, though. Yeah, supposedly the guy collects the dog, these type of dogs, and once a month drove them to his mother's house in Chicago, and she took care of them, had lots of property. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know what? If that dog's having a happy life, I'm I'm proud. I'm glad and go and be on your own because that dog was not welcome in my house anymore. Okay, so we've kind of talked about uh, the benefits of just the 
um, relationship you build with an animal, right? And then there's obviously mm-hmm. the responsibility that you build um, having an animal, having to clean up after it, having to feed it, all this other stuff. We kind of beat around that. But the other thing that, that I know Bill enjoys, and I know you enjoy this too, and it's uh, the photography aspect of this all. The um, um, the TikTok videos, the well, you haven't really posted too much on Instagram, but there's some pictures of some animals up there. Um, but the, talk about that for a minute. The um, especially, I know Bella really gets. Uh, we talked about putting Prumpy in a Santa Claus hat, which is very minor compared to some of the things that she comes up with. Yeah, the animals have a wardrobe of clothes. <laughs> like they have hats and they have costumes, and um, Bella does amazing at putting together sets for the photos. Um, we did, she did, she put together the set for the Christmas cards we sent out. And then um, she also put together for one of the Christmas gifts that she wanted to make. She put together different sets for each month of the year so she could give someone a <laughs> calendar. And like, you know, Celeste, her, one of their acts was set up at a computer, at a, a, a laptop with a microscope and getting ready to go back to school kind of thing. So, like, she themed each photo for each month of the year. I mean, she's really gotten into animal photography. She actually just had me help her fill out a volunteer application for our local humane society, which she wants to go volunteer at, and she wants to help take the photos to help the animals get adopted. And for those of you who are listening via audio, and I know a bunch of you do, a majority of you do, I will be posting a Fred on the new Substack of all these animals and pictures and and all that fun stuff in the probably in the next day or two whenever I have time, uh, so people can see them. And then going forward, I'll post pictures over there um, just for fun. I've got a bunch of fun stuff over there. Germantown Runner's been over there, seeing posting about music and quotes and uh, political hot takes and anything else that pops up. It's it's kind of going to be my new social media eventually for those of you who are wondering uh, that's the end game kind of create my own closed network so to speak uh, but I'll still be on Twitter and yes I'll still be on Twitter until it disappears or well whatever happens there who knows um, so yeah there's that fun tidbit of information for people out there who are wondering what these animals look like uh, and costumes will be, like I said, I'll be sharing that directly. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add on to your statement you made earlier in the the, the night mm. about whoever has a child or a grandchild, and they come to you and they say, "Can I please have an axolotl because I like them on Roblox?" Just say no. Just just say no, and go and find them a squishmallow axolotl a weighted axolotl, anything you can online. Do not get them an actual axolotl. (laughs) We love Captain Jack, but he is the animal that has the most work in our house. Yeah, I've probably put... How many hours into that cooler that still isn't doing what I want it to do? Yeah, he... I mean, axolotls have to live under a certain degree, temperature degree in the water. Um, You have to make sure you're constantly... Adding pine, changing the water. They get fed on a diet of bloodworms, brine shrimp, red worms, um, red wigglers, I mean. And you can give them bits of shrimp. I mean, and it's it's a very, <laughs> he's a very difficult creature. So, just to clean up the substack thing, people say it might be hard to find. Just type in mallard.win in your browser and I have it set up to forward that for you um, just to close that thought out and yeah he's a real, he's cute he's I would say he's cuddly but he lives in a fish tank so he's not really even cuddly but um, that's the other thing I mean well I, I do enjoy the the turtle and the um, axolotl jack you, you just kind of look at them they're kind of passive right Lance you get to take him for a walk Plumpy, you get to take them out and look at them, poke at them a little bit. Not really poke at them, but that kind of, he's, he's kind of got some 
defense mechanisms that are kind of fun to play with. I'll say it. Uh, not in an abusive way, but kind of just, he's got some spikes on him. It's kind of fun to make him feel them. I don't know. Uh, the rats that are fun, they're always all over the place. They've got they've got sharp claws too, by the way. We need to mention that. Um, yeah, they they have um we have lava ledges and um cat scratch boards without like the catnip in them. We have those in their cages to help wear down their nails, but they they leave marks. Me and Bella have plenty of scars on us from their nails because they walk around on us. They sit on our shoulders and stuff like that, and um. Luna, because she's the ba- my baby, and when she was always scared when we first got her, she would sit right on the, under the collar of my shirt. I have many scars from when her nails would scratch me. Um, and yeah, there's well, just like Lance, his nails get sharp too. I mean, we're not yeah. singling them out. I mean, it's just kind of a a fact of life. And Jim just recently started letting a couple of the rats you know, climb up his arm onto his shoulder. So it's a little new for him still. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's... Like you said, each one of our animals is a lot of work, but, I mean, they bring they bring something to our house and they bring something to our kids. We, I joke we have a zoo. We... <laughs> and... You know, some people have said we have an emotional support zoo <laughs> because, you know, if if Bella's feeling down, she knows she can go grab Ophelia or she can go grab Celeste or Saturn and they're going to make her smile. Um, the other rats she didn't introduce tonight were Cassiopeia, Midnight, and Selena. Those are our newest ones that we're still training. You know, Charlie is a rat that we're, we're helping learn not to bite people <laughs> and to be friendly. He lives in his own little cage. You know, Skylar knows if he's having a hard time, he goes in and grabs Mars and he sits with her and he calms down and feels better. So, I mean, they they play an important role in our lives, not only because they are animals, but because they are part of our family. Yeah. It is um, a good thing to have around. I think. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think it's good. Like I said, plus the, the daily responsibilities, the weekly responsibilities of everything that goes with it. It's always good to have. So, so we've got about two minutes left, less than two minutes left. Um, anything that I feel like I feel like we got everything out that you want to talk about. But is there anything that's popping in your mind that you want to get out before we run out of time? I'm just going to add that you know, uh, Bella did her best tonight. She was very worried in the beginning before we started the show that she was going to say something wrong and people weren't going to come and watch dad's show anymore or listen to it because her anxiety got the best of her. But she did the best she could and wanted to show and tell everybody a little bit about her daily life of taking care of her animals. Yeah, she was worried. And that, I mean, anxiety in this house is always strong. And uh, so I'm glad that she was able to make an appearance and we'll do that. So that's how things go. What are we talking about next week? You still want to do next week? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know to both those questions. Okay. Well, I see Germantown Runner and Geo in the chat room. Maybe they'll help us guide us in what we should talk about next week, or we'll see. I think maybe maybe I should have you on. We'll talk about paranormal stuff, like the team, like back in the day. Yeah, we could do that. Open those old wounds up. That, that should be interesting. <laughs> Rip that bandaid off, because we, we never really talked about it in the moment, so... Um, can, can I can I phone a friend? Uh, depends which one you want to fr- phone. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. So, um... Oh, I can't do that. So, there we are. Little tour around the house, little some animal things. It's the Thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Recording stopped. Subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week. 
It'll be sooner than you think. Welcome to Anthology of Heroes, the podcast that explores the most pivotal moments of history through the eyes of those who lived it. In this podcast, we don't spend our time recounting facts and dates. Instead, we follow in the footsteps of national heroes, kings, or ordinary people who lived and breathed the moments that shaped our world. We're not hemmed in by eras, borders, or religions. Instead, we seek out the tales of those who defied the odds and fought passionately for their beliefs. Whether they're right or wrong is up to you to decide. From Vercingetorix's doomed rebellion against Rome, to Osceola's unshakable war against the USA, all the way up to the inspiring Sobibor concentration camp uprising in World War II, each episode is an immersive listening experience, blending music and sound effects to really draw you into the story. Our episodes go for about 45 minutes, making them perfect for your commute, and are crafted using a wealth of historical sources, which I list on our website if you want to learn more. I'm the host, Elliot Gates, and I'm thrilled to have you joining me as we uncover history's hidden gems and illuminate the faded pages of our past. Look out for the Anthology of Heroes podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from.